Welcome to Babble of the Brews, deep thoughts fermented over time and text. I'm Aaron Crujus for Verka, your host, my co-host Gumby. Hey, what's up? And George. Wait, I don't... Also, don't al- also, anything. also my co-host. But I was including I, you in my in co-host. I, I, I didn't feel like you included me in co-host. I, uh... Well, see, I've been in most of your episodes, and I don't have a title. So we're skewing about the way here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you bend a little lower? I can't see. <laughs> yeah. That hurt my feelings. No, no, no. But, but listen, I, I forget what you call it when you just simply say one thing and you go again and again and again, but you're still insinuating that each person is that same thing. Call that a mistake, Aaron. No. <laughs> so you are still a co-host, all right? George is also a co-host. Is that better? You know, you're backing up now, kind of like your arguments against the Bible, or with the Bible, but we'll roll with it. All right. <laughs> Yo, it's me, George, your skeptic. Let's go. All right. So tonight we are introducing a new game, Skeptics Brulette. Now, here's the deal. I have a dice. It has six different numbers on it. We have six different bags that my wife so lovingly wrapped up so we don't know which one is which. And so what we are going to do is try to figure out which beer is which. We have all the names in front of us, and... Would you like me to read them? Oh, go ahead, George. All right. So we have six selections of beer. Let me uh, do my juice reading voice. (laughs) Selection number one, or potentially number one, is Stone. Fear Movie Lions Double IPA. Number two. Kona Brewing Company. Fire Rock? Yeah. Thank you, Chris. (laughs) Number three. Fatheads Holly Jolly Christmas Ale. Number four. Stone Tangerine Express IPA. Thank you, Mark Sterling. (laughs) Five. Stone IPA. I like how that one is the most, like, not cool name. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, just what, Stone IPA? Yeah, that's literally just Stone IPA, yep. And last but not least, Southern Tier 2Xmas Spice Double Ale. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to grab a pen that I have in here somewhere, right? I love the fact that they're in plastic bags. There. So we don't look like we're all I was kind of thinking that was cool, though. I was kind of hoping we'd just drink them right out of there and pass it around. So what are we doing? Are we, are we doing a reveal at the end? Or we, is that oh, what yeah, we're going to reveal out? at the end, yes. Okay. So we are going to put our initials and what number we think it is on each card. Oh. Ah. All right. Okay. And okay. you're never going to pick a favorite because you're going to go by the dice. Gotcha. By the time we get Can to I the be- end, everybody... Should have a turn with the dice on every right. number. So what? Like so, we'll, we might have to keep rolling though until we get. Oh, we'll so have to keep rolling. <laughs> yeah. All right, I see what you're saying. All right, and so George is going to ask a ton of questions. I am. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> All right, so we gonna we gonna crack one of these open juice? Or are you gonna yeah. get the ball? Are oh, you yeah. gonna get the dice rolling here? <laughs> <laughs> so George, I'm gonna hand you the die. Oh, you want me to? Do it? Yeah. And here's the deal: when you roll it, you and the person you're asking. Have to drink the same one. Oh, is that it? So it's yep. a good competition. I thought we'd all drink it. No. Nope. No. Oh. oh. All right. And so wait, I roll 
Yep. And then that number. Yep. Would you prefer if we all drank? I think, yeah. All right, let's all drink. All right. Because so. me and Gumby get along too well. There won't be enough friction. All if, right. Like, I just asked the question to him. All right, let's do it then. Yeah. George will roll the dice. We'll all drink. And then we'll all write down what we think it is. That's sure. true. I should be in the middle of it. Separate you two. I agree. <laughs> well, we fight all the time. <laughs> all right. <coughs> four. four. All right. Mike couldn't be here, unfortunately. He is out of state. I don't know if this is a golden. I'm already guessing this is the lager. That's definitely an IPA, I think, right? I'm guessing it's pale ale. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> All right, whatever this is. Cheers. Ooh, cheers. Bitches. I'm definitely smelling IPA in this one. Hi. <laughs> Oh, way piney. It's IPA way is a piney. Pleasant blend of pine needles and cactus. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> this is way piney. If I were to take it. Hmm. Crap. The color I thought was light, but that's definitely an IPA. I'm thinking stone IPA. I'm going stone too because I didn't catch the tangerine. No, not at yeah, all. I mean no. Are we all getting along? <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not tangerine pass. Oh, I'm moving into the stone. I'm going double, double IPA. IPA. Yeah, that's a, got a lot of pine. Oh, there is a double. Oh, shoot, there is a double. I'm going double IPA. I'm going double on that one, too. Shoot, I'm going to agree. Okay, fine. Ah, all right. So, okay, we, so we all think it's this one. Yeah. All right. All right, so we'll go George. We'll go Gumby. Uh-oh. G and G. Shoot. G, G. And J. <laughs> and J. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, so let's go number one. All right. I feel like this is a good one. First question. All right. So, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing from a website. And so, if God wants us to know and accept him, why does he hide himself from humanity? And since modern human, humans originated over 100,000 years ago, why did God wait 98,000 years before sending His Son to redress our sins? And then only to a small portion of humanity within 100 miles of Jerusalem. Or if you're sufficiently sophisticated to see God, not as a bearded spirit, but as a ground of all being, why isn't that ground obvious to everyone? So, yeah, I don't know. I do think it... I, and I brought this up before. I just think it's so weird, and I think... My joke was, if God exists, and lift the camera up and, like, take it across the room. Make me a believer. Like, why is it so much left of chance and having this faith? I don't like it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I believe that God interacts with humanity. However, he lets us fail or succeed on our own. That's He can still let himself be known and let us fail and succeed on our own. Why? Um, that way, if he wants us to believe in him, that would be the way to do it, wouldn't it? All right, Not I, I'm going to give you an illustration that you gave me, George. All right. So. If God lifted that if, up right now. If you believe. Like, it like broke the if, mirror over there. Yeah. If you believe that a child comes to you and honestly says, I'm sorry, or if his parent makes him come to you and says that he's sorry, which one is more of a legitimate apology? Right. Yes, so I've said so, it before, it's a child. Yes. Like, yes, so does God want you to prove 
that you in your own heart are a good person who's trying to follow the rules or is he going to make you do it because ah oh, there's a god and now I'm a fearful now I believe which one would he prefer I don't, I don't think that's a good metaphor I because think it's like, a great metaphor Jews people do things out of the bible now without I don't know like I don't know let me think let me read let me rethink that phrase in here. I don't think that's a fair metaphor, though, because I don't know where I'm going with this. I mean, I mean, think about it. If you were the creator, all right, and you want to find out if mankind is good, mm. all right, and everybody knows that you now exist because you've proven your existence, there's no reason for them to. For, to actually have a good heart, they're just going to believe because if they don't believe, they will be punished, right? Whereas if you just simply let mankind be mankind, now you find out who actually is being good to be good and who's choosing to believe out of their own free will. Yeah, but isn't atheism growing? Actually, it's growing in both in both ways. In, in some areas of the world, you do have atheism growing. In other areas of the world, you actually do have Christianity growing. I do, I do know, like, I understand, or at least I read a, a website or an article, who knows how deep that is, but that I know it's a growing trend amongst young people, that they're just not accepting it. Um, and I just think, like, you know, a lot of people, their, their bullshit alarm goes off. You know, there's a lot of silly stories, and you're just supposed to believe in God over all these silly stories. So why not give us something legit? Why, why speak to us in metaphor instead of showing us who you are? Or just, you know, even, what's if it was once every hundred years? But we don't get that. To to their credit, though, to their credit, most atheists, to their own acknowledgement, aren't atheists. They're agnostics. Which is fine. That's and how I, and that's most, I think I am. most atheists will tell you that they are not actually atheists. That they're agnostic. And what they're doing is they're open-minded to either. Right. So, well, I mean, I think that they, you know, when I think of agnostic, I I would imagine it, it would be defined as someone that, hey, there probably could be a higher power, but I'm not seeing the evidence right now to prove it one direction or another. Right. So, Aaron, you said yeah. something interesting, though. You said creator. All right. And I think that's an interesting word because if you look at just the Native Americans, mm -hmm. they believe in a creator, but they don't necessarily view it or call it something we call as a god. So they wouldn't use the term god as we use it. So when I think of that, though... When I when I use the word and I try to look through that mindset of creator, to me that's that's a broader brush to paint with. Okay. That can encompass all of humanity versus just you know just the Judeo-Christian mindset. So in, in other words, I think there could be multiple pathways to the creator. Okay. We 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 term it as God, right? They might call it I don't know the Great White Wolf. I don't know. I've been to some church that yes, that's what they call it. But you this know, is believable as Christianity. Maybe, you know, Buddhists call it Buddha. Uh, enlightenment. What, whatever it is, I think different cultures at their time had that name for trying to maybe describe the indescribable. Well, and and in on the Catholic side, and, and, and I've been I've been on both sides, so evangelicals are a little less forgiving on this one. <laughs> But on the Catholic side, right in our own catechism, it says that we believe that those who have honest hearts can succeed in finding salvation because if they were, let's say they were raised Hindu, all right, but they still strive to be the best Hindu they could be, 
it still shows an honest endeavoring on their part. Yeah. So right in our own catechism, I believe it's 841 right in there somewhere. Um, right in our own catechism, we have where we believe that people who have an honest endeavor and are looking and seeking for the truth, we believe they can find salvation within their own religion. And that brings me to another question, though. I think, uh, and that's what that little blurb that I had just read, that he only revealed himself within a hundred mile area of Jerusalem. Like, how are people, um, you know, that are raised Hindu or Buddhist in these Asian cultures, how are they supposed to, like, See, we believe don't believe that. We believe that he has revealed himself across multitudes of different people. For example... But they don't believe in Christianity, because they've never been... Not, not by name. But even Paul, inside uh, Romans, Romans uh, one twenty, said that every man is found to be guilty if he does not seek out the Creator, because he is made manifest in creation itself. So... That again, that would parlay the way yeah. for an honest endeavoring of finding somebody within your own faith. Be that enlightenment, or you know, that that could be viewed as salvation for them. We just, yeah, I don't know. We might be dealing it, with semantics. It would be no fault of theirs if they didn't know Christianity. But if they had an honest heart, it's op we believe that God is open to them finding salvation. But I mean, there's like, yeah. you know, a good chunk of population is both Islamic and. Hindu and Buddhist. Yeah. Why wouldn't your Christian God make an effort to help them seek the real truth that is your Bible? Well, again, in our catechism, we believe that the Islamic person is a brother to our faith. Well, but it's that. But what they believe is not the truth. What you believe is the truth. But they worship the same God. But what they believe is to be the truth is not the truth. But so why isn't your God making an effort to let them know the truth? Well, we believe He is. How? Not the way He made it. Available in Jerusalem. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that argument. I mean, yeah. because, you know, we have the Crusades to contend with their, <laughs> you know, yeah. different views and different ways of looking at it and justifying whatever it is we're going to do. But, yeah, and that was on both sides. Mm -hmm. And both sides admit to that, you know. Um, the, the Islamic, uh, the Orthodox, and the Catholic all admit that there was fault on all sides. Um, obviously, you know, the, the Catholic was not guilt-free, neither was the Islamic, you know, and both sides have apologized to each other. Yeah. So. When is, uh, Jesus supposed to come back? Did he ever give, like, a, roughly, like, a date and time or anything like that? Like, he did come back, and he will be back again. When will he be back again? Yeah. Well, he didn't come back, because that's a fairy tale, because you don't die and come back. Oh, but he did come back. No, he didn't. History shows it. No, he didn't. Just no one there in the history this, of ever has there ever was died this little and come thing. back. There Your was body decomposes and you rot. So a zombie did not rise out of the grave. If you did not, you have to go for Wait, the head so are spine. you are you saying that existence is only in a corporeal form? Um, I don't know, but it's in terms of a human flesh body that no one dies and comes back. So a double IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Was it Stone? It was. I stole. Oh, I don't know. I'm Thank you, Stone. Oh. <laughs> Um, you had to go with the resurrection, George. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you follow the teaching inside of a lot, not all not all Catholic, a lot of Catholic and preterists. In fact, uh, Mr. Brian Gatto would agree with this that his first return was actually in 70 A.D. He said he would return in one lifetime. One lifetime means 40 years, right, in the Jewish mindset. And he said so. that the temple would be destroyed and that not one stone would be left upon another. 
he did that at 70 AD. He made sure that the temple was destroyed. Not one left. Not one was left upon another. The day of the Lord is always judgment in the Bible. It doesn't mean he's coming back to save everybody. Why isn't he saving everybody? I thought everyone was supposed to get salvation. If they choose it. So what, what kind of punishment? I mean, where do we draw the line? Is, is what I'm wondering. If God is supposed to be all kind, understanding, and loving, why is he giving internal punishment to people? He Again, give, where, where do we draw the line? He, give, he gives everybody a choice. and So simply, okay, so I think there's probably a lot of people in your church that I'm probably a better person than. There's, right? I would say probably, it's probably likely. Probably. Uh, um, but since I choose not to believe, I'm going to spend an eternity in hell over that person who did decide to believe. Not necessarily. Oh, really? That's what it sounds like. Because, it sounds because, like it because, because, I, because I decline. Hold on, hold on, hold on. purgatory. Purgatory is not a bad place. It still means you're going to heaven. Um, so a Catholic who does not obey the commands is no different than somebody who's rejected the faith. So on that side, in fact, we are held more accountable because we do know the path. So if we don't follow that path, we actually have more punishment than a non-believer. All right. Now, let's just say I continue um, to do my research as such. I just uh, decline in Christian faith and a Catholic God. But in the next 60, Christian, 70 Christian years, I, uh, I continue to be as good as your Catholic priest, if not better. All right. So God comes back. Where do I go? That's not to me, it's up to him. But, I mean, I feel like you know the answer, you just don't want to say it. Like, oh, no, 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 put this one on guard no, no, right no, now. No, 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 I mean, literally. I know the answer. I know the answer, Juice. <laughs> I know exactly what's going to happen. No, but we don't. We literally don't know the answer. We don't know what salvation is. It's a, it's a mystery, okay? All we know is that he, he, he told us that if we obey the commands and we follow him as best as we can, then we will find our afterlife. So that's what we know. We also are told that those who follow the path as best they can can also find salvation. That's right. Like I said, Romans, is he supposed Romans to return 20. A, is he supposed to return again in one lifetime? No. Someday. We don't know when. It could be a thousand years from now. Maybe never. So, I have a question now. All right. Okay, so... God. Wait, wait. If you go into another question, can we do another beer? Yeah, yeah, we can. I feel like it's in the same yolk. I don't oh. even know if that's a real word. I feel like I've ever heard that somewhere. Um, <laughs> of that, smell of an egg. It's a yolk. <laughs> um, it's on you, right? Uh, so, yeah, let's move on. All right. Where's the die? Where's the die? <laughs> right, so we did four. Right. We did four. We did four. But it doesn't matter. Roll the die. Oh we, really? Yeah, we get whatever whatever you roll. Oh. Well, I don't want to get four again. I thought that's why we'd have to re-roll. Oh, we have to re-roll. Five. Five. All right. Let's go five. This is the game. The game is afoot. No oh. cheating. I think I already know what this one is. Got some Kona. This looks beautiful. I can already tell by the beautiful amber color. Yep. Oh, I'm going Kona all the way, all day. Oh, smell that! It smells, it smells lovely. Oh, CBG Willikers, this smells just fantastic. So smooth. That's definitely Kona. 
That's Kona all day. I'm trying to remember, I think I actually went to the uh, Kona Brewery. Is that Maui? Uh, it's down south what, somewhere. I forget where though. It's Kona. That's Kona. not, that's not yeah. Kona. Yeah, we're all going Kona. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely Kona. Got that Malta. Do we got, yeah, well, see, well, at least we'll have these two, uh, mm. hopefully we'll have a split for the two Christmas beers. Right? Well, we got some of the IPA too. We could be wrong on the first one. That'd be awesome. This is such a distinct beer. Oh, so good. So good. Again, thank you, Chris. All right, next question. So, um, God gave us his only son, and he died for our sins. All right, but isn't Jesus an extension of God? Didn't God give us sin? So, like, why is he... Isn't that kind of, like, just a weird story about how he gave us sin, but then God has to sacrifice himself to himself to forgive us for something he gave us? I just feel like that's kind of a weird story. Well, which part of that... I just don't know if it adds up. Which part of that question is the question? That's, that's like, three questions in there. Maybe four. Yeah, I, I mean, why is it God is sacrificing himself to himself? Is that is that is, is that the question? It's a long roundabout way to save humanity. Yeah. Yes. So, but it's oh man, this is a really long explanation. Shoot, that's I, a deep question. I, I mean, think I, I think with that question a lot. I, I think C.S. Lewis actually hit it, hit it best. Um, and maybe Tolkien. Probably more Tolkien. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I will I'll go <laughs> on a journey rings, with you, man. <laughs> so, this goes back to. Man, I wrote an article on this once, too. It's really good. So, this goes back to, if God can see the future, why did he not plan it out better? Right? This, it's, it parlays the same thing, right? Okay. Sure. All right. So, and the way I wrote it and the way I think it is, is that I don't believe that God could know the outcome until he started Inception. Because without Inception, there's no timeline. So how can you see a timeline without deception? I don't know. Well, that's such a dumb joke. Why don't we ask Christopher Nolan? <laughs> so dumb. now I'm thinking about Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, think about it. Think about it. So let's say, and, and I do believe You're that... You're saying all-knowing God uh-huh. doesn't know everything. Well, no, I'm saying he does. But I'm saying that there's nothing for him to see until he starts the seed of inception. Once that's started, now he can see all potential realities, right? He can see all potential timelines. He can see every pathway that could possibly be taken by every person. However, I don't believe without those pathways existing, he could have seen it. I see what you mean. So I believe that once he started it, he can now see all the potential endings and all the potential, you know, alternate endings and realities and all the, how they parlay across each other, possible dimensional, you know, fabrications. But why so many lessons early on, but not? I, I, was gonna say, I, I get what you're saying, but that's a <laughs> huge learning curve. I believe it has to do with evolution. I believe that because if you go back to earlier. Judges, for example. I, I taught on Judges today in the, P- in the PSR class in my parish. Um, judges is a, a sadistic book. It's terrible. But the, there's huge lessons in it. But it's terrible. It's, it's So there's more bad than good. Well, it, judges tell, tells you about how bad people can become. 
that, that really, that's what that book is. It's all about how bad people rebel against what they're being told, like they're a bunch of teenagers. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Um, like God would tell a judge, a judge is like a, a small ruler who protects the people, to stand up and help them and guide them and rescue them from what's happening. But as soon as that judge would die, all of a sudden the people would all go astray again and start worshiping the pagan gods and doing whatever pagan gods do, which often involves things like sacrifice and human sacrifice and baby sacrifice. And, well, and then a judge would come up and they'd be corrected. As soon as that judge died, people would go astray again. So, I mean, it's, it's very, again, it's, it's a very sadistic book. But it really does paint a picture of how bad humanity can become. Well, I get the sacrifice so, thing, right? Because, I mean, God asked for sacrifice early on. I believe... So, can you really get mad at him for taking that too far when that was once a uh, direction from God? Well, here's the problem with that. I do believe there was a reason for it. Now, this is not a Catholic opinion. This is my opinion. <laughs> all right, just to clear that up. You're not going to clear that up. on behalf of all Catholicism? I am not teaching. This This is not in the teachings. This is not in the catechism. Okay, this is me. All right. So... If you go through the Bible and you read the Old Testament, I believe that the church, and this is this this is more of a called a mystery in the Catholic side anyhow, it's called symbolism on the on the Protestant side, where they're like, well, this symbolized what Jesus was going to do, and and when they are sacrificing the cattle and then they saw the blood, that was symbolizing this. I don't think that. I think that in order for them to not go to hell. They actually had to perform a ritualistic, like for lack of a better term, magic, all right, event in order to pass their sin to the dying animal. I believe that they actually did have had to do that. Otherwise, a lot of it doesn't make sense. But if that's what they're doing, I mean, what you just said doesn't make sense. But that, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You're like unless. They do the magic ceremony where they pass their sins on to the animal they're sacrificing. Yeah. I, I believe that that is actually what you're painting in the Old Testament. Because otherwise, if it's all just symbolism, why do it? Why do it? So I believe it was a ritual they actually had to perform in order to pass their sin to a dying creature so it would not be on their souls when they died. <sighs> but I think of that, though. I think of the... You know, when they were making their sacrifices, they did what other cultures did to appease their god because otherwise they didn't think the sun would come up. Or otherwise they didn't think their harvest would yeah. harvest. Or, you know, I, I, they I, had their own version of yeah. what they needed to do to appease their god. Um, but I, this is where I, I, I really wrestle with. I, I draw a line between the Old Testament uh, viewing Yahweh as the creator of all versus an actual creator. I think their Yahweh was their own political god for what they wanted politically around that time. You know, I don't think that's necessarily the creator of all. Well, and I don't believe that all of it's supposed to be taken so literally either. I mean, for example, most of Judges that we were just talking about, most of Judges was actually written during the Babylonian exile. Well, that happened in what, around 550 BC, right? Considering that the events took place around 1200 BC, there's, 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 there's definitely, you know, some area of error, right? So, so I believe that even the oral tradition can, can, can pass down what you're supposed to learn from these books. 
I don't take them as being ultra, you know, ultra realistic. I'm not saying that they, again, for example, if you go to, uh, oh, what chapter is it with Jephthah? Is it chapter 17? I think it's chapter 17. If you talk about Jephthah, for example, um, he was so enmeshed in the pagan cultures because he would worship Yahweh one day and then bail the next day, right? So he was so enmeshed inside of the pagan cultures that he went completely outside of Levitical law. And he said, God, because you helped me defeat, you know, the Ammonites today, when I get home, the first thing I see next to my house or coming out of my house, I sacrifice to you. What walks out? His only daughter. He sacrifices her. But that's again classic that's, that's a woman. <laughs> again, well, it was it was his only his only child. It was his only child. Yeah, but of course. So, um, yeah, again, there's undertones there, absolutely. Um, so let's okay. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. I, you know, what, <laughs> I think I think I think if they, I, I believe, believe it or not, because if you look at the speech he gives right after that, I believe it's trying to teach a lesson to fathers. Because he talks about how it rips his heart out, that it's his little girl that comes out of the house. I hate that, though. But so, then he thinks God comes before his family no, and he's going to kill? No, that's just it. The point is, the point of the story is that they had become so paganized that they were no longer following a righteous path and that they were committing evils and atrocities. I thought you said the sacrifice was going to be for Catholic God. Wait. Or is this pagan God he's talking to? No. So, again. He, Who's he talking to when he says, He like, went outside you. of Levitical law. So, yeah, he's trying to talk to Yahweh. Okay. Okay. But then he takes a pagan ritual and devotes it to Yahweh. So, it's telling you about how far off people can be. I mean, there, there's nowhere in the Levitical law that you, that you would ever declare anything like that. Okay. So... It's trying to tell you that this is what happens when you walk outside of the laws that were given to you. That's the lesson that's trying you're to teach you. Become a crazy pagan. Well, if you understood the pagans of the day, yeah. <laughs> does, that, does that translate at all to anything today? I no. We're much more civilized today, so I don't think it would be quite as bad. You know. But of in that time, in that time, human sacrifice was common among the among the pagan people. So it's trying to teach them a lesson. So I don't think that it's an ultra realistic word for word retelling of the history. Maybe it happened, but I think what it's really trying to do is teach you if you enmesh yourself in the pagan cultures, this is what can happen to you. And it's really trying to rip at the heart threads of a father because every father who has a daughter knows your daughter's your little girl. Yeah, so. well, uh, that's why I view Yahweh a whole lot different than the pagan gods because the first thing he asked Abraham to do was sacrifice his own son. It stops him. <laughs> he does stop him. Horrible, it's, it's not uncommon, like you said, with the other gods at the time. So it, it's not a shocking thing. This is where I think, you know, the distinction between Yahweh, the God of the Old Testament, and Jesus is so at odds with each other because Christ condemned Peter for even taking his knife out. Yeah. To, you know, stop the guard. And Christ again... He's trying to show a different way that we didn't have to kill each other. We don't have to conquer and rule by force. It's, it, that doesn't work. But again, I've always seen that one as prophecy. Because if you look, 
2,000 years later, you have a father and a son on a hill called Golgotha, where the son actually does die for the sins of all humanity on the same mountain that takes place. And even the wording where it says that God himself will provide a lamb for the sacrifice, it's definitely prophetic of Jesus' sacrifice, you know, a thousand years later. 1,800 years later? Something like that. So, I, I definitely see that as prophetic. You know, that's why it's called the Akidah. It's given a special place in prophetic history. Well, Next question. Let's roll that die. <laughs> so we got five and four. Jeez, I feel like I want to go through all the beers. So I don't know if I want to do... Um, it's more fun this way. I'll thank the Lord, too. All right. Two. All right, what's two? <gasps> he said thank the Lord. He did. He's converting. <laughs> <laughs> Someone call conservative Mike. <laughs> Uh-oh. Automatically, I'm going to say, I don't think we're going to agree on this one. This is going to be the Christmas one? I don't think so. I think the Christmas is a dark, isn't it? I'm going with just stone IPA. Let's find out. Oh, I don't know. It already smells a little stronger. Because I'm stronger than yesterday. Oh, this is the double. This is the double right here. You're switching it up? No, this is double. This yeah, switch it up. This now. is definitely. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> but this is the double. I'm telling you, this is the double. Oh, that's strong. Oh, snap. After, I know. We all messed up. <laughs> after, man, that other one was so piney right off the bat. Uh -huh. And now after having this one, I'm like, damn. <laughs> this is definitely the double. <laughs> it's good, though. I mean, it's... Uh, oh, it's delicious. Wow. It's it's wow. a really good IPA. It's it's well balanced. Um, it, it hits you. It hits you. And it's strong. But the flavor, the flavor is really good. I, 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 this is definitely stone. Whatever it is, it's stone. Stone, good job. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I made a mistake. It's probably the double. Oh, so strong though. This is definitely the double. Definitely. I like it though. It, in fact, it's stronger, but I think it even may have better flavor than the first one. You're right. You're right. So, because the first one was a little more piney. Mm -hmm. So even though this one is stronger, it definitely has more flavor. Yeah, that one's it's, thinner. This one's definitely. Yeah, it's robust. Yeah, definitely. And the palate in this one is, is definitely far thicker. Where's stone out of? You know, I don't know. But we'll check the box when we're done here because it's in the fridge. <laughs> mm. That's a good beer, though. Oh, it is. It is. I, I Honestly, I like the double better than the, than the first one. Mm -hmm. mm. I would definitely drink two or three of those. Yeah. And then lay down. <laughs> <laughs> and then call Uber. <laughs> Bring it, George. What do you got, George? Bring the heat. You know, the quantum physics. I'm. Uh, <laughs> no, I get. I was just thinking about that the other day too. It's like I just I want to get it. I just my brain just has a hard time attaching to uh, the uh, subjectivity of time. Spatial time theory. Oh gosh, I'm trying to talk about it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's bring it. I love science. I love quantum theory. We'll have a special episode about that. Right. Oh, we have Can to. we just talk about this? So maybe, I don't know if this is such a uh, crazy one, but um, Exodus twenty two eighteen: you shall not let a sorceress live. Can we talk about what a sorceress <laughs> is and why we shouldn't let them live? We can. We can. So why do we have to kill them? Who are they? Who's the sorceress? So 
The sorceresses were the priestesses um, that worked for the uh, the other deities. They so would literally because they weren't ours. They weren't ours. No. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it. Because doggone it, they were selling the wrong brand. Right. <laughs> Seems like it, right? Does that yeah. help? They're selling the wrong brand, so we have to kill these sorcerers? I mean, competition. It's about who's if, God's the greatest. If race. you're a Nike guy, you've got to take out Adidas. Right? I agree. All right. So is that moral? Is that a moral? I'm, I'm actually just using hyperbole. So, I mean, I get no, it. No. Um, so really what it comes down to is souls. It's really comes down to. So if you go to, like, I think it's Ezekiel 13. So in Ezekiel 13, you end up with this really weird phrase. It has to do with magic. Magic is very real in the Bible, and but magic's not real. Listen, you're talking about so about about priestesses and well, sorcerers. Well, don't tease me with right? the talk so, of magic and not expect me to say something. About all right, it. obviously, but copper field. Copper, that's legit. That's, that's real, real magic. That's real. I mean, he made the whole Statue of Liberty disappear. I mean, come on, that was really good. Yeah, the the fighter jet. I mean, how do you fake that? <laughs> Who's the guy in Vegas that I saw? I think he's a priestess. The crazy guy. <laughs> He's kind of devilly though. Which one? Uh, he's in Vegas. Chris Angel. Yes. Yeah. I saw him. I loved uh, when he shows tricks. I love it. Like he actually showed how he did his levitation. Oh really? That was pretty good. Yeah. I would like to. I love when they, I love magic. It's such a dorky thing. It's great. I, I do love, love it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> like it's embarrassing. Yeah. Like. like <laughs> I like magicians. Sorcerers we kill. Yeah. Sor yeah. Okay. So Neil Patrick Harris, by the way, huge on magic. Do you see the thing he did? He has he has an entire room hidden in his house, and you have to you have to go over and you have to press on the wall, and then it turns into his secret magic room where he has all the sleight of hand stuff he does. Yeah. See, I want like a bookshelf where I have to pull the right book out, and then it spins around. We all want to be Batman. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, I thought in uh, movies I thought he uses a piano. Uh, it depends on which one because in some of them it's a clock, in some of them it's a piano. Uh, in one, it's just a button under the desk. <laughs> That's not a very good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! <laughs> Wait, yeah, which writer came up with that? That's sucks. That's lazy writing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it under the desk. <laughs> anyway, sources. Yes. Tell me more about these ladies. So they they serve they, they serve the other deities, um, kind of like Zatanna DC Comics, and and uh, what would happen is they would we are geeking up hard tonight, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and according to like Ezekiel thirteen, they would actually wear like magic bands and stuff, okay. and they would perform rituals where they could literally capture the souls of people. And so the reason why, and again, we're going by the presumption that sorcerers are real, all right? Because you pr oh. you proposed it, you proposed it, all right? Oh. So, so we're just what's sad is like obviously <laughs> so, that didn't happen. So they're just killing these women for no reason because they're obviously not taking. If souls. you believe that right. they could take a soul, that and they would and capture them because literally in that uh, passage it says. And this is Yahweh speaking through the prophet. He says, I will tear the bands off of your arms, those bands which capture the souls as birds. So if you are to take the so Bible... So what happens to a person when you steal their soul? What happens? Well, I guess we have to ask a voodoo priest because those guys do it all the time. So then, I mean, what's the evidence though? What's behind it? What's the evidence suggesting that they actually did it and stealing souls was real? How do you so, steal one's soul? So I don't know how you do it because I don't study magic. 
but... But there, do you? You seem like you knew a lot about Dave Copperfield. Well, you, know, you were watching the behind the scenes. The guy's pretty the awesome. Stuff, so. <laughs> so are we saying that Yahweh's admitting that the sorcerers can take other souls? Yes. Yes, he is. So someone so can take a soul other than God. He yes. He competition. He took a well, baby. Either way, and mind you, it kind of parlays because there's, um, like, exorcists, for example, <laughs> um, have said that there's, like, demonic entities have referred to, like, souls as, like, as, like merchandise or collateral, where it's like they're trying to steal the souls because it means something to them. So, in the spirit realm, somehow a soul is worth something. I don't know how that works well, because I don't live on the other side. This but... guy sold his soul on eBay once. Let's see how much it's worth. Yeah, now I'm interested. I'm curious. <laughs> What's the going rate for a soul these can, days? Can you barter? Yeah. I, I mean, can, can, can you, like, give him a Lambo and... <laughs> <laughs> like give him a flock of sheep. Like, <laughs> there you go. Guy sells <laughs> the bid soul on eBay. This was a while ago. Does he take rabbits? <laughs> oh, they told him no. He's not allowed. But uh, <laughs> I just wonder what it got up to, though. It, you know, there had to have been bids before they made him take it. Oh, there had to be. Um, wait, oh, probably not. Okay, he was selling his soul for one million dollars. Is there any voodoo priests? Uh, turns out you're not allowed to sell your soul on eBay. Is it considered prostitution? Or? Right. That's not fair. You can sue them. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Albuquerque woman who's auctioning off her soul on eBay. No sale. eBay has canceled her listing. <laughs> or their, policy, their or, policy specifically forbids selling your soul. Are you serious? Uh, <laughs> Twelve years ago, a Canadian eBay, man I love you. from Finland Falls, Ontario, tried to sell his soul. Bidding reached twenty dollars and fifty cents. Wait a minute, you gotta read that line right there in two thousand eight. A musician tried to sell his soul to raise money for his band. <laughs> <I> like that. <laughs> That's pretty we get for cash. Listen, you need money. Don't sell your soul. I'll, so I'll give you money out of my pocket. You Cancel. know what? eBay does not allow auctioning of human souls for the following reasons. If the soul does not exist, eBay could not allow the auctioning of the soul because there would be nothing to sell. However, if the soul does exist, then in accordance with eBay's policy on human parts and remains, <laughs> oh wow, the auctioning so they went both routes. And so like no one can, <laughs> no one can get bad that way. <laughs> That's great. I love that. That's great. Oh, that is oh lord. Oh, you can sell. You can sell anything on Amazon. Just saying. Oh. Just saying. Yeah, Amazon will sell it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just open it up. Oh, they'll sell it. I mean, my God, they'll sell I'll, it. Yeah, I'll sell my soul. Make money. What's for this your podcast. soul worth? There you go. <laughs> well, depends how much they bid. Yeah. Fifty, sixty bucks. How much? Sold. I know how much. But uh, a bump. How, like beer. Like this <laughs> to buy just beer just for the beer. Cover our beer. Cover our expenses for the next year. New cords. There we go. You know. My next my next Mevo camera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Next question. Next question. Yeah, that's next beer. Like uh, yeah. What do we do already? Use I feel like we need to go through all the beers. We Just roll the die. Two. One. One Alright. Thank Yahweh. Thank <laughs> Yahweh for that. I'm going Christmas. I'm going Christmas. No, we no which Christmas though? I know. Oh, oh, oh. I, you know what? I mean, obviously, there's so much different beer. I don't know if I can do it with a vodka. I oh, like to do like if we had like good. like some cheap whiskeys and like some nice whiskeys and 
I'm going with the spice double ale. I like it the spice. I like it the spice. Oh boy, let me think. Depends on how holly and jolly it is on your side. I like it, by the way. Southern Tier did have a really good Christmas ale. I wanted to be different, but I think I'm gonna go holly jolly just to be different. Just so all right, there will be a difference between me and Gumby when the final final score reveals itself. I right. have a winner so, loser to some degree. Gumby, and I mean, I'm fine with that guess too. Juice, you're both gonna say it's uh, number one. All right, and you said it's uh, Holly Jolly. Holly Jolly, all right. And GC said I like this is number one. Going. After a while, I don't know. Sorry. I like the spice. I like the spice. I like the spice. I do like the spice. It's, I, I, you know what? I think I see what you're saying. It up front it punches you, and that flavor's all there, and you're like, I am down with this. But maybe it desensitizes you to that third and second flavor. I bet, I bet if you put this back down while you're talking or smoking a nice cigar. Then you pick it back up, the flavor's back. Yeah. I'll bet that's what it is. This is one of those beers that you have to sip slowly. True. And not after a double IPA. Not after a double IPA, which is already desensitized. Oh, we should have. We should have been. You know, <laughs> been really professional if we would have had a palate cleanser. We should have. Oh, we do a Boom. <laughs> wish granted. I, yeah, I know. I wish we would have had like a thing of like fresh ginger. Or coffee. That would beans. be good. Right. <laughs> I do love fresh ginger. I do, I do too. I eat that whole glob of it. Me too. After sushi, I'll just like. Oh. Yep. <laughs> See, we're getting along too well. We need Way Mike too well. here. Way too well. Mike. Um, Mike. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Speaking of which, just going like a little sidetracking while we're in an interlude here. Um, so I watched this thing on Satanists. Okay. We need to get one of them on the show. <laughs> you, want like, a little, you want a little Anton LaVey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think. Um, what I kind of got from them is that they're more so just, it seems like they're more so counterculture more than anything. Um, I, I don't know, I, and not that I did anything beyond, you know, this hour documentary that I watched. It just seemed like they're more so involved in counterculture um, than so, I don't know, actual worshiping of Catholic or Christianity, Satan. But I would like to learn more. I think David probably pissed you guys. I would love to have conservative my God. Um, <laughs> because it just seems like a lot of their decisions are just like to, uh, like they're just kind of challenging. They say they're challenging authority. They're challenging, uh, and that's the reason for liking um, Satan. What was the uh, angel? Is it Lucifer? Yeah, uh, Lucifer. Right, so they're saying, they're kind of like, they look up to Morning him or Star. her, whatever it is, um, to, uh, you know, as someone that challenges authority. And they're challenging authority in the general way of thinking, because uh, Christi- Christianity is so like widespread and so controlling that they like to be a counterbalance to that. Uh, they also said a lot of uh, things that they do is really just because it pisses like um, Christians off. Like, so Christians think that they're, <laughs> you know, they <laughs> like essentially Christians think they do this, this, and this, and it pisses them off. So they're like, okay, and then they adopted it just to do it. But I think we should try. I bet they. Uh, they seem like a bunch of hillbillies too, so like, <laughs> I bet we could try to get one on um, and see how riled up they get you guys. Uh, well, we could do that. Could we have a priest on at the same time? Yeah, that'd okay. be excellent. Okay, cool. I'm all about bringing people on for debate. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> he just likes bringing people together. <laughs> and have some people <laughs> argue. These guys might need to get their own room. Oh, that'd be great drama. Just having a Satanist on, I think, would oh, that would probably piss people off that listen to this. So, you think for, for us giving them a giving them a I think, window I think, of I think if we balanced it with a minister or a uh, or a priest, I think we'd be okay. Why do we have to balance it though? versus having any other guests? Because that's what the Satanists would want us to do to be balanced. <laughs> Right. Well, I, um, <laughs> um, I was just wondering if our audience would be upset because we'd be giving the Satanists an opportunity to speak out. We're giving them a oh platform. Platform. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be any worse than Trump. Oh, I, I said that. Oh. oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> if there's one thing I've been strong on since day one is wanting sound effects. So thank you, Juice, for reminding us that was perfect timing. Yeah, You're for, welcome. For everyone at home. One last time. <laughs> Nailed it, Juice. All right. Well, moving on. Moving on up. All right, next question. After right, you roll the die. I, uh, I, I think I just rolled it. Yeah, yeah, and we just had questions. So you have to roll it again. Oh, I was just doing it as an interlude. Oh, yeah, well. We really had the question per se. Yeah, there was no question there. It was still coming. Roll. All right. <laughs> Juice, I really just want to do the other ones. Yeah, I just want to figure uh, What do we got? We need six and three. Six, six and three. three. Come six on. Three. Come on. Six, six and three. three. Come on. So Come I, on. Of, I don't want to drink. Come on, six and three. Oh! oh, oh! Okay. There is a Yahweh. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you. No, Yahweh would not be doing that for me. Hey. If there was one person in this room, it would not be... <laughs> <laughs> he would... He would... He'd be up for juice way before me. Listen. Benjamin Franklin's... It's miracle. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin said... You're like... Fear is proof that God loves us and he wants us to be happy. Right. Like, maybe this is how I said I wanted him to lift the camera up, wave it in our face, and, like, throw it against the mirror. Maybe if I roll a six, I might have to go to church with you guys. I won't do that. But it'd be funny if I could put that You will pick up a lotto ticket. (laughs) (laughs) That one's yours. This one's mine. Okay. It's the other... I'm definitely thinking... This is definitely Holly Jolly. I I can just tell by the look of it right there. I can tell. That's so holly jolly. Hold on. It's got a lot. It has a lot of head. It has a lot of head. It's a, a slightly lighter color than the last one. It's definitely a little more, a little more amber. You know. So it's, it's jolly and gay, but I don't mean it in the way that like Christians hate it. I mean it like the way yeah, we yeah. used to use it. <laughs> you mean no, no you mean like jolly? You mean like jolly? Jolly. Yeah. Oh, this one is, is. I'm not saying I already guessed jolly, so I can't. Oh, that's Holly Jolly. That's mm-hmm. definitely Holly Jolly. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. That's Fed Heads. I like this one better than the... the <sighs> yeah, I do it's, think this is a... It's very well balanced. Because I knew Southern Tier was strong. I was hoping... When I guessed just to counterbalance or whatever, I was kind of hoping this one would be stronger. So, Well, I'm just going to hope I'm wrong. Yep. Um, and so I'm going to guess uh, 2X Miss Spice oh. Double. And you guys will guess the Holly Jolly. That one, it just tasted more holly jolly. It was good. Three yeah. Stores. What do you got? All right. What was so that one? Three. I'm going to talk to, I'm going to look at Gumby. Oh. And uh, so, <laughs> and I will bring this up again when we have Farmers on the show. Uh, and I say that because he was posting, he said, uh, 
he had a friend that was interpreting the Bible. Um, he said he thought maybe I might even pull up the post. Oh, he deleted it. I think. He didn't like what I was saying. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to be offensive. Like I think I'm talking to him kind of like not how I talk to Jews, but maybe I'll talk to Steve or something. I don't know. <laughs> not sure why he find that offensive. <laughs> but uh, he said that um, a friend of theirs in the church was interpreting the Bible, and he thought that the Bible had given him too much control of his wife. And I said, if you believe in the Bible, I don't think he's off. I, I believe it's it's very uh, misogynistic, and I think it does clearly, um, you know, put a place of women beneath the man, uh, in my interpretation. So I'm going to give you two. Um, That's why we believe in cultural context. <laughs> Boy, you should be a good lawyer for the... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank so you. one is, I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be quiet. Timothy 2.12. And this is a big one. I didn't read this. I wish I would have known this for uh, uh, Dan's post. Wives and... Uh, is that Epiphysians? I don't know how to say that. Epiphysians? Ephesians? Oh, Ephesians. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, hey, listen, I'm admitting I don't know it. That's okay. Right. Ephesians 5.22. This is crazy. Like, you guys read this. Like, I don't know. Unless there's like a whole world of context around this. There is. Um, wives should be subordinate to their husbands as to the Lord. Wives should be subordinate to their husbands. Wives should... God, I wish conservative Mike was here because no, he's no. all about can, that life. Can you, can you put that in context? There's, there's verses that wrap around that. Yeah, let me There's Google verses it. that wrap around. What's before that? I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Ephesians 5.22. Is that what that was? <clears throat> Sounds about right. <clears throat> Wives submit... Okay. All right, so this one says the new international version. Is that a good version? I don't know. It's fine. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it'll do it. That was so good. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's not Aramaic. <laughs> All right. I was um, going with Greek. <laughs> wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Mm -hmm. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Mm -hmm. Now, as the church submits to Christ, he also, wives should submit to their husbands in everything. That's a deep verse, boys. That's is. a deep verse. It's very deep. And that's kind of shitty for the wife. 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing her with the water through the word. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish. Husbands ought to love their lives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. I don't think it's doing enough. So Dan's far north. Now I remember this. This is coming back to me. Um, his argument was like some of that follow-up that I had read. That, well, if you're going to love your wife as much as you love yourself, then really, you know, you're kind of tied. You know, where he was also arguing, like, some sense of, like, flexible leadership. But I think it clearly states there that the woman is number two. Like, I get it. Treat her nice. I hear treat her nice. Hey, don't treat her bad. But there's, and what I just read, there's a clear number two. And it can never be the woman just because of her gender. That's what I'm reading there. So I'll let you go first. I, I would. 
for the most part, I would have to probably agree with that. Gosh, the way you gotta get along the way, I, I know, but the way been... Christianity has been taught here in the West, I'd probably have to agree with that. Um, there's that whole recent controversy with uh, the Baptist preacher uh, John John MacArthur. And I quote, this is him saying, he was going back and forth between him and Beth Moore, who's a, a woman pastor, by the way. There are some women pastors that are very prominent. But he said, and I quote, empowering women makes weak men. And weak men make everybody vulnerable to danger. That's why I stopped reading him years ago. So, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. And I think that is giving Paul way too much emphasis on the New Testament where it doesn't need to be. Because I, you know, again, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, Paul probably couldn't get a girlfriend. <laughs> Paul was married. Yeah. So, it, you know. <laughs> he isn't married? No, he was. He was married. He was married? Yeah. Paul? Yeah. Why would you tell everyone it's better to not? Oh, I see now. <laughs> so, according to tradition, he was married I've and then he left. Because there's a reference he makes to leaving families and and, uh, and wives behind for the kingdom. Um, there's a reference to it. Now, mind you, I mean, marriage is there's hard. no there's no <laughs> documented there's no documented proof that he was married. I was guessing the first um, time I've heard. And it. he did leave. Uh, he did he did live the rest of his life. Like he had like a, little, like a side piece. Like, so you know, um, he had Peter before. Peter also had a family. Also had to go off on his own. So. Um, well, they're not loving their families like they should love the Lord. Well, no, they were because they were targets. <laughs> they were targets. You know, if you love your family and you're a target, you don't bring them with you. <laughs> Why couldn't he stay with his family? I'm just wondering. Because he was a target. Familiar. So what, they were going to come in and kill him? They yes. Kill him. They tried to kill him over and over and over again. <laughs> I think that they're just, when it comes right down to it, I think people like MacArthur. Sarah MacArthur, but like MacArthur, uh, feel inferior and have uh, an inferior uh, complex or something because they feel like they can't be. Is he a white dude? Yeah, of course. Classic white people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And feel like there's nothing that they can be taught under a woman. All right, I can see that. It's embarrassing. I can see that. There are great women teachers out there, not to mention Supreme Court judges, doctors, lawyers. Like real life changing no, I, people outside I agree. of the church that I agree. Women, why can't the church catch up? Yeah, yeah why not? Just... I think in some instances, don't they're it not. Has <laughs> no, so, it hasn't. I, I agree in some ways. No, I mean, no, I they're trying, but they're not up to par. I believe it has. And um, that we read last time that they can't reach a certain level. That we, so we said that last. Time. I literally church. right after, right <laughs> after, because obviously I was not prepared for that question. Um, Right oh, afterwards. I'm sorry. That's like me every episode. <laughs> right I'm after- sorry, Juice. I didn't have the slides made ahead of time. <laughs> right <laughs> afterwards, I did pull it up. And yes, the there are here. multiple women that outrank most of the men across the entire world. So, yes. And I can actually show it to you later because I have it stored away in one of my files. Yeah, but words, but, and, words and deeds are like, so different because most of the... But it's not. It, when you go to the conferences, the international conferences, there are women that precede the men. But don't matter. So, we went through, right? We went top to bottom like the Catholic... Uh, nope. 
Yes, we did. No, Juice, no, no, we did no, no, it on no, the no. show. Hold we hold went on. top to bottom. But we did. And it was like but way we down when we, we got to the women. But we did. Because, and yes, I we even did. said, nope, and I even said it. I even said it. I said, there are more titles and there are more positions that we're not covering. Pull I said up. that. Pull I it up. said I that. Remember. Yeah, you yeah. Pull it up. Yes. Pull it up. But even if I don't know where to find it right now. What? I don't even want to fight it. We could just Google it. Google it! But you can't just Google it. Just Google it! You can't just Google it. Um, <laughs> I'll, pull, I, I'll pull up with a follow-up, because I do have it. I grabbed it, and I snagged it, and kept it. So I do have it. I'll pull it up later. Juice. But so conveniently not available right I don't, now. I, I don't know why it's so tough for, not, and not just the Catholic Church, but even, you know, very now, on the other side of the evangelical. To go, to go back to that passage, though, we're not talking about modern America. So in that passage, if they did not maintain a specific position, they could be in trouble. So we're talking about cultural context right there. So we have to make sure that every passage we take is within the cultural context of where it's being said at. So why not update the Bible and just delete all the misogynistic women hating? Well, here's why. Here's why. Because if we were to update it in America... It wouldn't apply to China. If we were to update it in China, it wouldn't apply in Australia. Well, so the it best thing apply to, to do right now, right? So the best thing to do is to apply the cultural context of how it's supposed to be manifest in your culture. Yeah, but doesn't that leave a lot of room for different? I mean, hence so many denominations, hence so many different interpretations it does. of the same. That's true. Verse. But like, for example, for example, uh, in in South America, there's multiple places where the women have the place in charge of where a priest would normally be, and they're the ones serving the Eucharist and all that. Right. So True. But I'm speaking of something like this. So, like, even if the Pope or a high-ranking priest or John MacArthur said, oh, Mother Teresa was a great, great servant of the Lord. Her work she did, you know, she's a saint. Even if they say that, they will not sit under a biblical teaching from her. That's wrong. I would say that's wrong. I mean, look at look at look at her interactions with Pope John Paul II. There's no there's no way he was not bowing to her because even and mind you, and, and he's a saint as well, right? Now he is, um, but even he bowed to her humility. Yeah. So I mean, it, if the Pope himself places her above him, obviously there's a place, right? But I think so. it, would, it would set a huge example for Catholics and for people even outside of the Catholic faith who would, who would allow a woman to be a teacher within the Catholic Church of, of the Bible but or we, something like, or even we do. a priest. Yeah, but we do. Um, priests are, are, are... There's a lot of stuff going on in the background right now with that. So, like I said, there, there are women who have very high ranks right now in places who even are serving in that position, especially across South America right now. So I would not say that they do not have that authority when clearly a large portion of them do. But to go back to that passage, because we have to go back to that in context, right? Because we're not talking about a celibate priest. We're talking about a husband and wife. Okay. And so the woman is we have to take that. Now, if we are to take that in context with what is taught in the Catholic Church, there is no one in two. It's equal. It's 100% and 100%. So why you is there even that passage? A, a man, again, because you're talking about cultural context. Why even have the Bible? 
Well, I'm just saying, if it's it so outdated, it teaches us. <laughs> if it's so, if really, because yeah. it sounds like the woman's number two. If you just read that, so it's so outdated. Like so why, why if even you have don't, that? If you don't know your history, you are doomed to repeat it. Again, it's all. But this is telling people that the woman being subordinate is the way. So, then you have to dig deeper. So you have to read that, read the rest of the Bible, mm -hmm. then go back, identify that passage, and then read into it. That's how you need to learn it. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. That's you a lot don't of work. Have to. That's why we have the Imagine that before the internet. So here's this. That's the reason why we have holy tradition. Okay? We have holy tradition because we've learned from that and now we can apply that to our cultural context. We learn from that and we hold on to that tradition so that we don't forget that. I just feel like sometimes you just you pick team Catholicism and you just like you're gonna argue for well, it. Well, I know they're Do you ever bend for any thing? Like, is there anything about Catholicism you don't like? I just feel like you pick the team and you're just like, you will defend it. Like, clearly... It took years of research to get there. Again, just be clear, clearly it took years of research. Catholicism is behind in terms of female leaders. It is behind. I would disagree, but, but whatever. Yeah, I choose. They're, they're so behind in terms... And he, like you said, like, um, and it's just like, you just refuse to admit it. Like, I feel like the rest of us were like, yeah. And you're like, no, no. You're just like always a Catholicism apologi uh, apologist. Like, is there anything that you just, you're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I always said, I'm surprised you picked a team. But I, it's annoying. I wish too. That, it's annoying that you picked a team and that, you know, you're all it, in. It picked. I mean, it just seems it, like you it, limit yourself it, to the teachings. Like it, you're not allowed to believe in anything outside of Catholicism now. It took years, but that's just it, though. It's the breadth of the teaching that brought me in because not one they thing. They are not one thing. They are the they are really are the most unbiased branch I have found because that covers such a broad expanse of every kind of teaching from philosophy to science to cultural contexts to biblical analysis <laughs> so we thank you for that oh that's right he said <laughs> i forgot right. that he said catholicism created catholicism created words created the word the it created. Started making outlandish science. Things. Created the question mark. <laughs> so, all right. So here's how I feel about it, though. Yeah. And George. Yep. If Paul was here right now having a beer with us, and mm -hmm. Jesus was here right now having a beer with us, which yep. I think Jesus would. I don't think Paul would, by the way. But anyways, if they were both here. <laughs> Paul's a dork. Peter would. I think Jesus would say, "Hey, Paul, man, you were kind of pretty stringent on that whole gender issue. What's up with that, man?" <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> all right. Uh, but again, and Paul would be like, "Well, Jesus, you didn't know my marriage." I mean, <laughs> you know, what would his response be? Because it seems like I don't Paul's know. words trump that of Christ, and Christ seemed to break. Trump. I mean, Christ seemed to break <laughs> the cultural norms of his day by choosing to talk to women, by choosing to associate himself he with did, prostitutes. But he was also the same defending one. Defending them. But he was also the same one who, when the Semitic woman approached him, said that I only came for the people of the house of Israel and not to the not to the dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he wasn't calling her a dog. No, no. And he, he's fact, making a cultural reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, to his... But again... But he even spoke to him. He still broke the norm because... She said, you know, she went on to say that, you know, even dogs take their scraps. And that's when he said, woman, your faith has healed your daughter. Yeah, exactly. So, that probably had more to do with ethnicity and different nationality 
because but the fact is, she was a woman. He shouldn't have been talking to her alone. It's true. And she was not Jewish. It's also so true. He broke the cultural norms to associate himself with a woman when priests would have been happily ready to stone her. And so the way that I can approach this one is because Jesus went in a specific area at a specific time with specific preaching. Now, if you look at the time of Jesus, we still have Pax Romana, all right, all right. So during the time of Paul, we're now going through some upheavals, and the government was getting far more stringent, and Christians were coming under fire. Yeah. So you have to look at the context, not just simply of the time, but also what the government was going, what was was happening <clears throat> at the time. So. If you were to upset the norms of the government, you're talking about them coming down on everybody's heads. Not just simply that couple, but on everybody's heads. So, Which is, which is what Christ did. He, he, he did, he, but he was still in during Pax Romana. It was, short, it was just after Jesus when, when all the upheaval started happening. Uh, Paul makes references to them. So I, I just think Paul knew how to walk that fence because he had the, the pharisaical upbringing and the knowledge and the legalese to he, play both sides. And he did. Well, I mean, to, to an extent, so did Jesus because he was also a trained rabbi, right? So um, they believe he was a scene, could have been. Um, but Paul, if... <laughs> oh. uh, but... But Paul, remember, he went from town to town to town to town. I mean, look at the, look at his travels. So what? Only within a hundred miles. Think of that part. That's a, a lot when you're walking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying, there's a whole lot of planet left. So they didn't know that. Anyway, so well, they should. You're <laughs> you're talking. I mean, about this is God that's sending them on this adventure to pass the word. Yeah, but it's a man. He's not God. He's a man. No, there should be more. I'm anyway. just saying, if I was God and I was trying to spread the word, anyway. I would have sent some people over that anyway. way. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of person would he be if he leaves them in trouble? If he says, hey, all of you, don't worry about the leadership. Don't worry about the structure that the government has for you. As long don't... as it's not women. It, Paul wasn't that far off from Christ, though. I mean, it, it, yeah. speaking... I from mean, a historical context, he wasn't that far removed from the time of Christ. Yeah, but so, if he had left, if he had, if he had left, if he was as rebellious as Jesus was, yeah. all right, especially during that time period, then he would have left every town that he left in complete upheaval. He, I mean, people would be put to death everywhere he went. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, what you're saying. So when Christ defended the prostitutes in front of all the Pharisees and they stoned her to death and they tried to stone her to death and Christ put himself to defend the woman. Yeah. If Paul was in that crowd, would Paul join on Christ's side or would Paul have joined the stone? It's a good question. I want to say that Paul would have been on her side. Pretty good. But we'll never know. But I, I do I do want to say that he would have been I mean we're talking about the same guy who walked into the Areopagus did not criticize a single person in the entire... This is a giant stadium of pagans, all right? He knows that at night, these guys are going out and drinking blood out of the out of the veins of animals as they're dying, and they're visiting their temple prostitutes. I mean, at the same time, right? He knows this is what they're doing, right? 
that one single negative thing that he said. Instead, what does he say? He says, I see that you are very pious people. I see that you are upright. I see that you obey the gods and love them so much you have all of these statues. I notice that you have one is to the unknown God. I'm here to tell you about him today. And then he quotes their playwrights and their poets to teach them about Yahweh. Not once does he quote a scripture. Yeah. Not once does he go into anything except telling them about who Jesus was and about how he was that unknown God that they needed to find out about. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty open-minded. It's open-minded. I mean, it sounds a little political to me. Like, he knew how to play it. Right. I mean, obviously, he wouldn't say Because the truth is, Paul probably felt like, yeah, you people are probably going to go to hell. <laughs> right? Could have. But if you knew if he said that, <laughs> I, I think Paul knew his audience. Yeah, and that's yeah, pretty know your audience. Yeah, it could have been, it could have been. But again, I mean, he could, he could, because other apostles certainly took that approach. You know, he could have just gone off on them. Yeah. You know, other apostles did, uh, and he chose the higher road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. He, he was marked to the end of his life. But George, just so you know, to this day, I, I know. There's, I, I know of a church, and I'm not sure there are plenty more in Westlake, I won't say the name of it, uh, that the women follow to the T what Paul commanded women to do in the New Testament in regards to praying and speaking in church, including their heads being covered. It's Pentecostal, isn't it? No. No? Absolutely not. I am surprised. Okay. I won't say what it is because I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. <laughs> okay. on, but if somebody wants to do their own research, they can. Okay. Uh, there's Touché. there's one thing that drives me crazy. It's when uh, religion starts putting restrictions on clothing, in particular when it's just females. Yeah. I hate that. So you're saying this church they make their women cover? Oh, that drives me banana sandwich. I'm not sure that they have to make them. I'm sure that the women, to some extent, firmly believe that what what they read in the New Testament in regards to you know Paul and his teachings should be followed. I, and I, I'll leave there. There is some some cultural context too, because I've noticed that, for example, uh, it's also a Polish custom, mm-hmm. and I've noticed that there are a lot of uh, of people who grew up in Polish descent who will wear head coverings. And I don't. I think it's more cultural than yeah. it is mandated. In this case, it's so. not. In this case, we're talking about a white suburban church. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. <laughs> it, you know. And then right down the street is like Trader Joe's, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So okay. It's, it's odd. Okay. It's, it's completely odd. All right. But. I'll give you that. I mean, I'm not sure that they're twisting the woman's arms that hard to do that. All right. You know, that's it. I don't know what to do with that. Rough die. Well, we're getting we're getting six regardless. Well, it's the I, only one we haven't drank. I still want to see if it lands on six, though. I agree. <laughs> Ready? Oh, oh gosh, that would have been crazy. All right. That would have been nuts. All right, I was six. hoping it was two. It's two plus four. Let's <laughs> see if I get a four. Five. Four. <laughs> That's mine. That was yours. That was mine. Why do I keep doing that? I don't know. You're like, I'm done! Get this glass out of my face. <laughs> Alright, well, this has to be whatever last one we. Oh, man, I this has to be the tangerine, right? Oh, wow. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, no. Did we not do one? Um, we can blame Kendra for this, right? Uh huh. 
Oh, wow. Um, I, I bet the Stone IPA is an actually one. I bet. Did your son write these, I assume? He did. I bet. I bet. This, I, don't, I don't think they're... No, no. He's right. No, he's right. Didn't I just go one, two, three, four, five? There's at least three stones in here. Shoot. I don't know. Um, this is definitely IPA. Um, it's good. Shoot. I don't taste it. I'm wondering if that more robust one last time was the tangerine. Maybe that double? Yeah. Maybe that double wasn't a double. Because it, a stone IPA because it had stone. that, that last one had that robust flavor. Maybe that robust flavor was the tangerine. This tastes just like a good IPA. It does. I'll bet this is IPA right there. I'll bet it's IPA. I'm guessing stone IPA. I didn't get the tangerine in there. Nope. I'm going, to, I'm going IPA as well. But did I forget one? Because we did. none of us guessed uh, tangerine. Yeah, we think we missed it. Oh, we must have missed one. Like in our taste, I mean, we missed it. Shoot, what number did we miss? Hold on. Well, because we, we should have had to guess. Four, one, three. We definitely had to do Christmases. Three, five. I don't see a two. I don't see a two. Do you see a two? I don't see a two. Alright, we do two of this. We did not do two. Wait. Did I roll a two when I was trying you to roll You did roll a two! Oh! Did we not drink two? Are you sure? There's no twos. Look. Well, there's, we didn't no guess twos. any twos. There's no twos yeah. guessed. So we didn't do two yet. So when I wanted a six to finish, I actually rolled a two. So I think I'm still gate going. Oh, right? wow. Yeah, so... Yes! <laughs> Dude! <laughs> Alright, I... Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with stone. Yeah, I'm going to go stone. All right, so we all go stone. Oh, that's that's almost creepy. I'm a believer. <laughs> that weird little twist. Wow. Yeah, that's almost creepy. That was five. No, six. That was six. That was six. What? So we got four twos then, right? Yeah. We have to do four or two. Yeah, we have okay, to so we'll we'll do next. I that's almost finish. creepy. Holy this, cow. I really like... That one. I'm gonna save that for the last one. It'll be a fun one. All right. All right. I'm, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, it was too creepy. <laughs> be a pretty fun episode if, if we were sitting across from our wives. Oh, that'd be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Oh gosh. Well, as long as. Well, I mean, I'm fine. My wife has a neutral, but. Someone. Is, is she gonna is she gonna join us for the uh No. Okay. <laughs> um I don't know. Okay, so maybe I'm just taking a lighthearted way out of here. Um uh, but does Isaiah forty twenty two? Alright. Um did they mention that the earth is round or circular? <laughs> So here's the deal with that. So I'm just going a different route. It, than go ahead, can, you, can you read it? You got it open? Um, oh, yeah, call. go ahead. Read it. 4022. Is that it? I mean, I know I keep the word in my heart, but I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> Isaiah. It's in there. Isaiah. Well, if this is the one we're ending on, then I, I have a different one. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. All right. We'll okay. wait. That's fine. We'll That's wait. fine. No, no, it's okay. We'll wait.
Just do it. <laughs> no, it. No, not wait, not wait. <laughs> there it is. Use okay. the force, Gumby. He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and as the people are like grasshoppers, he stretches out to the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to let them know he does not predict that the earth is round. But Juice is probably going to say yes, he did. No, he didn't. No. So, actually, what that circular or circumference is the same word you would use to say that a dime or a nickel is circular. That's what it is. Yeah. Is it circular? Yes. But it's not saying that it's... It's it's not saying that the circumference is circular in all directions. What it's saying is it's it, it's circular. Because honestly, in the Hebrew mind, they thought that the only part of the entire world was Mesopotamia. So as far as they knew, it was flat. They just they didn't know better. Yeah. There you go. Alright. <laughs> so what's your thoughts behind that? Oh, I was hoping Juice was gonna say. I, I was hoping Juice was gonna say, yeah, they predicted it to be. Uh, nope. But, so, <laughs> yeah. Nope, nope. They were they were predominantly flat earthers. <laughs> well, yeah, they didn't know better. It wasn't really until you get to um, Archimedes and, Arist and Aristotle that they start predicting that the Earth is round because they started doing the mathematical calculations between the two different areas and they could see the shadows. So they realized that once they calculated the shadows and how they moved between the two different areas, and they were within uh, like a couple hundred thousand miles. So I mean, they were actually pretty doggone close. Um, but it wasn't until you get to get to them and you know the different mathematical theorems that they figured out that the Earth was definitely round. Mm -hmm. So, but still, way, 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 way before Jesus was even born. So, <laughs> right. What did we drink? That? Number two. Dude, we drank this. No, we didn't. That's it. There's nothing on there. There's no twos. There's we, no twos. We messed up. We must have. This is. Yeah, this isn't a full beer. Oh, so you call it something? What'd you call it, George? What'd you call it? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, that's trash. Boys, just about it. All right. That's an IPA. That's an IPA. But see, in this one, I definitely taste tangerine. You too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. This is definitely yeah, the tangerine. So, like that, that bad boy is like empty now after that. Huh. So I wonder if we forgot to write it down. Did we and you start arguing? We must, you know, we must put the wrong, the wrong number down. But now I'm wondering it. How long has this show been going on? <laughs> we look over at 4 a.m. <laughs> now I'm wondering if we missed a beer, besides this one. Man, we suck. <laughs> right? We should have written these down. All right. So. Well, um, again, this is our first try, right? All right. Number two is the new game called Skeptics Brulette. Skeptics Brulette. All right. So. I just want to talk about this as the last one since. Uh, oh, this is definitely I mean, that's that's tangerine all day. Yeah, that's tangerine all day. I wonder again. Maybe we didn't have a good cleansed palate. We'll do the reveal. And maybe it just didn't catch us. It. We'll do the reveal in a second. We'll oh, that's right. Let's have a little fun with this. Um, they're saying Deuteronomy thirty-three seventeen, Palms twenty-two twenty-one, Palms ninety-two ten, Palms Psalms. There's Psalms. nothing there. Psalms. Palms. Psalms. Palms. At least a psalm. Psalms, <laughs> it's a fair compromise. Psalms, not unreasonable. Psalms twenty nine six. The Bible makes mention of unicorns. 
Is this true or false? Yes and no. It's yes and no. What? <laughs> that's, that's All right. Me. Please tell me yes, because maybe I like the Bible more, because I want there to be unicorns. <laughs> it's yes and no. So, <laughs> so, yes, it does use the word unicorns in the King James Bible. Really? But is that's James King. Is that is that a but, good Bible? But that's because true Baptist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Especially if you're West Barrow. I mean, uh... <laughs> but that's because they didn't have the word rhinoceros. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> the time I want you to say crazy shit and you just get all practical on me and it's just really sad. <laughs> there, there was no Hebrew word. I wish you would have said, like, you're like, yeah. <laughs> because they were on mushrooms, the, yeah, right? Right, yeah. Oh, well, that would be funny, too. Uh, <laughs> if you said the unicorns ran down the uh, rainbow and saved the people of Leviticus, that I would be like, yeah. That's no, the coolest. No, they said the people of Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy. <laughs> Actually, Jesus didn't ride a donkey into Jerusalem. It was a unicorn. That's oh, what, yeah. That's, that's what it was. Awesome. That's what it was. <laughs> With a rainbow tail. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm disappointed. Sorry. Is there a, you could have done better than that, George. I, 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 I don't... That makes... Pra- see, I'm just saying, I have to... Like, that makes practical sense to me. Juice otherwise does, like, he, he twists and turns and roundabout interprets weird things. Like, that makes sense. They didn't have the word rhinoceros, so they called it a unicorn. You practically I could put that in it. I'm pretty much I'm a diehard Catholic. <laughs> pretty much. I'm going to church. See you guys next week. <laughs> Take me to the river. Baptize me right now. Uh, Epiphany, we're there. Are we revealing? Let's reveal. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, so what were All we right. guessing? Let's, what did we guess was number one? All right, so number, we're at number six. So at number six, we had all of us agreed it has to be Stone IPA. Stone IPA. All right, let's find out. Wow, she really right. yeah, I get Good that. job. I am going to... Don't open it, but get the thread off. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to... Uh, yeah, she did a really good job. Wow. <laughs> good job, Kedra. All right. All right, number six is... Is it Stone IPA? How good is our palate? Ready? And... Stone IPA. Yay! There we go. Yep. All right, that was correct. All right, we number five. All right, so number two, number two. Wait, I thought we were going backwards. Oh, let's go backwards. Yeah, five. All right, five. I don't know what five is. I got five. He's got five. <laughs> so we we are dead on with this one. We are dead on with that one. Boy Scout knots. Yeah, she did a great job. Wow. She's, yeah, she's so good. She's not even a Boy Scout. Or, or a Girl Scout. There you go. There we go. All right. So, we have number five. Number five, we said, all of us agreed that it was Kona Brewing. It is Kona Brewing Fire Rock. It's like half a bottle left. Thank you again, Chris. And Stone, thank you again, Mark. All right. So I think I is this number four? We have, we have some one. great people, Definitely. great listeners, great family. We thank you for your contributions. All right, number four. Number four, we had. Let me see. That's oh, number four. Number four. Number four. Number four. Oh, number four. We all thought that it was Stone Fear Movie 
Lions double IPA. Oh, we were wrong. Tangerine. Four was the tangerine. Four was the tangerine. Mm. And pineapple. I didn't taste any of those. Yep. But look at the devil's horns. Yep. No wonder, no wonder why we missed no it. No wonder. Yep. Baphomet was definitely misleading us. Number three. You could have died if you were. Oh, that's number one. <laughs> right. Um, this is. This is three. Okay. Number three. Number three. I believe we are going back in different directions we too. Mixed it. This yep. Is so we had uh, both. Uh, Gumby and I thought that was a Holly Jolly. And I think it was too bad. It was Holly Jolly. All right. Number two. Number two. All right. Number two. Number two. We said was number two. Oh, we thought that number two was actually the Tangerine. Yeah. So we messed up on this one. Yeah. All right. It is Fear Movie Lions. Wow. It's actually really good. It was weird. It was great. I know, but look at the other beers. We definitely. Yeah. Drink that one twice. No, we that did. was the one I said. We definitely drank it twice. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely right. drank it twice. Right. Yeah. No, 100% correct. Number one. Man, number number one. one, we said. Actually, we were dividing this one too. Uh, yep. Southern Tier. So, oh, uh, that was the same one. Gumby and I said it was Southern it's Tier. Southern Tier. I I, when I. Southern Tier. Yeah, so when I was guessing, I was hoping when we tried the second Christmas beer, it was going to be strong, and it wasn't. That's definitely a Holly Jolly. So there we go. So we were actually off on a few of those. Go figure. Well, and we totally botched number two. Yeah. It's the only one that's finished. The and rest that, of them all have And that was really good. I'm shocked because I thought for sure that was a tangerine. Because it, it, has, it has a really good feel. It has good mouth feel. It, it, it has great flavor. It's well balanced. I thought for sure that was a tangerine. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> I'm just weird that I'm still kind of tasting the tangerine with the double. Isn't that crazy? Right? Yeah. Like, I'm sitting How there. How long did it take before we could actually taste that? <sighs> Go figure. We Next time, we'll, we should get, like, ginger or something weird and just cleanse the palate. I agree. We just don't drink enough. I love ginger. We should stop at a sushi place and just ask for ginger. <laughs> just, we need ginger. I think they will. They probably will. I think they will. I think I've seen, like, people get, like, a... You know what we should do? And we'll, we'll tell them that we'll totally talk to about, about them on the podcast. I know. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the ginger. So, all right, well, <laughs> we signed it off, Juice Man. All right, so, George, last words. Oh, thank you for, you didn't want to Um, yeah, there's. Yeah, well, you went to a round table. You know? I know, I thought usually, you you always, oh, I'm always last. I always think of something quirky to say. No, I'm always last because I talk about our, our uh, social media. That's true, you do, but I think I'm never first is what I'm saying because I have time to think about it. Um, last terms, um, and Because I always hear... Gumby's gonna say there's nothing taboo over brew, and that's gonna oh. be my sign to like say something. And um, all right, fine. And mine will be let's have a sickness on the show. Let's do it. <laughs> doesn't even, offend me. It doesn't even rhyme. All right. So since he said nothing taboo over brew, I'll say hell Satan. Oh, when you said that the first time. That was the first time when I met everybody. <laughs> I think Michael almost dropped to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> he totally did too. <laughs> His eyes rolling back. <laughs> I, know, I love it that like I didn't really know you guys except for Juice. Juice was like, he's joking. He's joking. <laughs> <laughs> he's not really a Satanist, guys. <laughs> All right. So make sure you uh, come and check us out on Facebook and Twitter and on every podcast platform. Make sure you please, please. 
please donate to us on either Patreon or Anchor.fm forward slash Brews. We would welcome anything. In fact, if you just send us beer, we're happy with that too. We're, we're, we're not hard to please. Yeah. Send us your beer. <laughs> yeah. Send us your beer. Yeah. We will drink it and talk about it and maybe even get it right. <laughs> Have a great night. Peace. <laughs> okay.